Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, ladies and gents, Teamless are here for season 2022. Finally, Teamless Tuesday. Here we go. We've got Panthers and the Eagles. Probably, you know, overall with the Teamless that I've had a quick look at. Not too many surprises, uh, you know, a few cheapies that we might want to stay away from um, and a couple that have come into uh, contention and we'll, and we'll go through them. But, you know, Panthers and Seagulls to start us off. It's going to be a great game of footy in general to kick it off. Uh, and we've got Isaac Tago in there in the centres. So really happy with that. We thought that would be happening. Him and Crichton, I'd say, you know, pretty safe to lock into your sides. At this stage, we obviously know, knew that Cleary was going to be out so Sean O'Sullivan fits that bill. I wouldn't be touching Sean. He's a little bit too expensive. Um, should score fairly well. And yeah, it's a reason why he's expensive. When he's come in, he's done a great job, you know, filling in for Cleary or, or any other teams that he has done in the past, for example. So Tago with the dual position, I think is pretty clear option to either play on an edge or play in your centers or even uh, on the bench. And if you don't want to play him, you think you've got some other better options, then um, I think just having him in your team in general will be pretty ideal especially to cover those two positions. And I think he's going to get better and better along the season. So you might be one to just you know, pop in your team and, and keep him there for the longer term. Stephen Crichton, again, pretty safe. You've got the dual position. I'd be, uh, I'd be locking him in. In terms of anyone else in the side that we, we didn't think was going to uh, you know, get their spot, pretty much exactly what we thought. You know, the forward pack is, is pretty safe there. Liam Martin, a few people have mentioned, but he's someone that I think um, doesn't have too much upside, unfortunately. And then we got the guys like Spencer Lanyu. So just to be you know, on watch as to how many minutes he's going to get, you'd imagine you know Kenny would come on through the middle a little bit, whether he takes off, um, you know, takes Corse out for a couple, uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes, um, or Appy plays close to 80, and Mitch Kenny just comes through the middle, you know, spells Yo, for example. But I'd say Eisenhuth would would do that. Um, so they do have a lot of minutes to share around, you know, across their bench, for example. Scott Sorensen is someone who can play some decent minutes as well. So. Yeah, that's that there. And if you look at the reserves, you've got Taylor and May. Unfortunately, Robert Jennings didn't make it, um, who was a, a cheapie that we were looking at. So, you know, rub him out of your sides. At this stage, I wouldn't be um, bringing him in, especially when they've got Taylor May, for example, who could come on to a wing uh, as well. So Charlie Staines obviously got that spot, even though he was trialling a little bit at number one. 
be aware that you know Staines or Crichton could move back to one through the year if Edwards goes down. But that's that with the Panthers side of things. Over to the Manly boys, and and the biggest uh, interest in the back line was Cooler. So he unfortunately doesn't get the centre role, but we actually see him get the fourteen role and. Very, very interesting one. You see their interchange, and they've got Lawton, Kepi, and Paseca. So all forwards with Lawton being able to cover a bit of nine if needed, for example. But I'd imagine Lockie Croker would you know, attempt to play the majority of the minutes in each game. They do have guys like Sipley, Tapao, um, and Travoy, yeah, which should be playing close to 80 minutes. But especially those forwards, they'll be like that 40-ish minute rolls. Um, Ola Kawatu could play 80 as well. Bullamore, he could also play 80, but there's a chance that one of those get guys gets spelled for maybe Lawton for 20 to 30 minutes. So expect, you know, probably Bullamore, to be honest. Um, yeah, Hamole did come back early. There was chat of him being out for maybe a month. There was also chat that I, you know, I was reading that with the um, subluxation of the elbow, he was only going to be, he was going to be coming back in round two. So there's a chance that he gets scratched on the on the line, but I'd be you know rubbing Lawton out of your sides at this stage with him coming back a bit early. So I'm probably happy with that personally because I was, I was pretty tempted by Lawton if he was going to get at least three weeks at that um, you know with the scores that he can get in the back row. So I'm happy he's moved to the bench and I'd be scratching him out of your sides at this stage. Bullymore I think is still a great option. You get him for you know approximately a month by the time Joshy Schuster comes back. Who bully will probably go to the bench anyway, even though they do have a really strong bench, you know, with, with Paseca and Kepi being you know, a couple of their better forwards, for example, and, and Lawton can do a good job. So Cooler becomes an interesting one. The only worry I have with him is this, is he clearly going to be a utility? You know, the, the minutes to go around isn't very high. So is he going to come on um, if there's an injury? You know, that could be interesting. If there's an injury or a suspension to the back line, he could come in in the center or, or the wing, for example. That's something to think about when you look at their at their reserves, you only really got, you know, Tafua, Georgie Tafua, who's someone that um, is well-known in terms of, you know, have, having played a fair bit of first grade. So there's a chance that if you were just were to plug him into your emergencies and not play him in the first round, that he could um, he could feature at some point in the season. So just being in the 17 is, is a solid one for him, but be aware that he shouldn't score too well off that bench. We spoke about, you know, options like um, Tommy Turbo and also DCE, who could be really good, uh, to replace Cleary. Um, so that's that. And that's probably the only guys I'd be thinking about um, in the Manly side. So that's that to start us off, guys. We move to the Raiders and the Sharks. And a few people have been speaking about CMK, so Charles Nickel Cookstar. And, you know, he's priced at 35. And he has a, you know, thanks to Adrian Buttery with the Rugby League um, you know, Fantasy Pro app there, just showed that any games that he's played at fullback, he has an average of 38, you know, with the current rules. So, a tiny bit of upside, and obviously if the Raiders do really well, then I could see him you know, even starting really well. But I just think at that price point, there's probably a few other options. Even the Hammer, I think, might be a slightly better option. Um, and a few people ask me that question, seeing or the Hammer at that price point. That's Samiso, Tabu Fado, if you're not sure on uh, that abbreviation. Um, either one of them is going to be okay. I think Hammer might have a little bit more upside than Chance. But we see Nick Kotrick back in uh, on the wing, and he could do okay, but uh, he's someone a little bit too expensive for me um, in a team that is blooding a few newbies. And, and we have this guy named James Schiller. So he's going to come in really cheap, Mr. James. And yeah, yeah, a bunch of people will be like, oh, who is this guy? Um, it's not going to load, is it? Beautiful. That's all right. Um, but yeah, a, a cheapie that we are unsure of, you know, how long he's going to get some time on the park. If you look at their guys on the reserves, 
We see Croker in there at 22. We see Savage in there at 23 as two guys that um, yeah, that should be interesting in terms of you know them getting a chance to play in that center role. We have Sebastian Chris as well, who's not there currently. Uh, so a bunch of guys that could take his spot pretty quickly. And you know if you're thinking about picking him up in your side, just be aware of that and probably do a little bit further research as to you know if you think he's and you know, we might hear a little bit over the next couple of days if we think he's clearly earned the spot. If he's just in there for a week or two, you know, Croak has obviously lost his opportunity. Um, and it's also a good chance that Brad Schneider, who has nabbed that seven jersey, is going to get the kicking duty. So um, I think you just lock him into your sides, definitely. Looks like he's, um, you know, he's pushed ahead of Sam Williams, who's in the 24 jersey. You look at their forward pack. Um, from what I know, guys, a bunch of people have been telling me that Tarpany can play every game. I think he's, uh, put, in, he's put in his exemption, but he hasn't been accepted for it. Let me know if I'm wrong. I still haven't seen a proper article to say that he can play every game. So he's gonna he's gonna score really well, but just be be aware that he's probably gonna you know, miss a few games um, you know, after the first couple when they have to go to Queensland, for example. So their team is a very interesting one. You look at the quality that they have in the forward pack, and you know Hudson Young, CHN, Corey Ronara, Elliot Whitehead, and then you've got Emre Gula, Elliot, and Horsburgh on the interchange. And it'll be interesting to see that split in minutes. So a bunch of these guys that are going to, get, are going to have to get lesser minutes because you expect Horsbrand and Elliott to be picking up at least 40, Gula as well. And then Starling, if he's hoping to get a 50-minute role, how's that going to happen? How's that going to fit in this um, in this side? Even guys like Ryan Sutton has missed, and he, he's been, he was really, really good last year. So someone like Savage, I'd be leaving out of your side at this stage. Um, every chance you can pick him up if he you know, if Chance goes down or if he uh, gets a spot in... Um, in that back line at some point through the year if he you know, forces his way in, for example. Tomoko's an interesting one. Um, and that's probably it on the, the Raiders side. <clears throat> if we look to the Sharks, we see Ronaldo move to the centres and Matt Cavallo get a spot on the wing, which is, um, you know, I, I, I don't mind that at all. We, we miss out on Connor Tracy, which is an interesting one. He doesn't actually um, make it at all into the reserves. Does anyone know if he's out for week one? I haven't actually looked into this. Um, not, that, yeah, not that it matters too much as he isn't fantasy relevant, but... Um, is he suspended? Is he injured? Let me know. Um, the biggest one here is going to be the bench for the Sharks, but we'll quickly talk through um, the half situation. So we see Matt Moylan in at six. We do have Trindles out suspended for the round one, which we knew that already. But Nico Hines, I, I think, is going to be a really solid option. Yeah, running this team, especially next to Moylan, he's not going to do much kicking, so you expect Hines to do much of the kicking. He's going to run the ball himself, kicking goals. There's plenty to have, plenty going for him. Um, you know, in the right direction. So I'll be picking him up personally, if that helps anyone. <coughs> okay, we move in. Teague Wilson got his spot, um, you know, Wade Graham's spot, and he'll have that for the next little bit. We've got Talakai, who might come on and spell him, for example. You'd expect Nakora to play close to 80 minutes for sure, and Fanukin to be a lower-minute player. But the, the issue with their, their interchange um, bench there is the fact they've got four forwards on there. So Tom and Talakai, Royce Hunt, and also Fafido. So just be aware that if you're picking up a Hunt or a Fafida, that's their minutes might not be too high. I expect, you know, there's a, every chance of Fafita plays the minutes that he did last year, which is very, you know, very low in that, you know, under under 20 mark. Um, sure. Is he on there? No, he's not even in the system yet. <laughs> um, sorry, I was just looking at it on the footy stats. So, um, yeah, just be aware that Fafita's minutes might not be super high if you're looking to pick him up. But he definitely has some potential upside if he can get over 30 minutes. Just That's just the worry in this pack. If they... You know, there's also every chance that they bring on a Metcalf, for example, uh, or a Jaden Beryl into that interchange bench. Remember, they've got you know 24 players that they've named, so there's every chance that one of those guys gets you know pushed up and uh, you know a Hunter or a Fafita 
gets pushed out of that out of that side on game day. So just be aware of that, especially when they play through the middle games of the uh, of the round. All right, let's move to the Broncos and the Rabbitohs here, and we do see Asako get the one jersey. <coughs> he's going to be kicking goals as well. I'd imagine he's a very you know very good sharpshooter and probably one of the best reasons he's in this side. Corey Oates maintains you know keeping keeping his wing spot. Katoni Staggs is going to be a really solid option. Whether you start with him or get him through the season, that'll be cool. Cobo, I think, on the wing you have to pass at this stage of 450k. My worry here with um, with Billy Walters is the fact that um, we know that Reynolds wants to be paired with Kelly. I think that's his his preference, and I'd probably say Kelly should be ahead of Billy. And the only worry with this is that the fact we don't get to see um, yeah, exactly who was named. It'd be better if we could just... Um, see Kelly name next to Reynolds in round one uh, before two we don't get to do that so just be wary of Walters that there's a good chance that he doesn't get named next week you know it'll be Walters or Kelly you'd imagine getting that spot next to Reynolds so yeah be aware of that one um, if you want to keep him there's, you know, there's obviously every chance that he get you know, gets a spot if one of the, if Kelly if if, uh, if Reynolds goes down for example then then Billy could get that spot number nine is taken up by Jake Turpin and we don't even see Corey Pakes on the bench so if you're thinking about Corey get him out of your side as he um, you know, didn't even get a spot on the reserves. Actually, the biggest one here is going to be Jordan Pereira. So with that move from you know Sarko into the one jersey, we lose Jordan, and um, yeah, I'd be taking him out of your out of your squads. Um, he would have been really nice to see, and he might get an opportunity at some time through the year, and then um, then you can pop him into your side. See so someone I was pretty keen on, and um, hasn't turned out unfortunately. So that's that there for for Jordy. Um, but yeah, Turpin gets a spot. He's not an option. Payne Haas is going to be great. Capewell is going to be a little bit up and down. Um, and just looking at the minutes on uh, the bench here, you've got three forwards. You know, TC Rabadi can play a little bit of edge, whether that's for Ricky, for Capewell, or he just plays through the middle. But you've got James and Kennedy to to spell you know, Palaszczuk and also Haas when, when he needs that time, and also Carrigan as well. So you, you'd imagine a mix of these guys, um, you know, playing those extra minutes um, in the forward pack. And you've got Tyron Roberts as your utility, um, and he'll probably come on for Turpin a little bit um, and play a little bit through the middle as, you know, as a bit of a ball-playing uh, you know, half-middle um, kind of thing that, he, that he's done, uh, that he'd be okay with, for sure, because he's you know, been a half all his career. But you see Tamari Martins on the, on the reserves as well with Ezra Mam, um, Branko Lee as cover as well um, for the centres and the wing with Jordan Pereira. So that's that with all those guys. <clears throat> and on to the Rabbitohs side, we do see Blake Taff in the one jersey, like we thought he was going to be for the for the one week. Jackson Paulo gets his spot. Tane Milne on the wing with Johnson on the left, Campbell Graham on the right centre role. Cody Walker and Elias, so both of them are going to be pretty solid options. If you, you know, Cody Walker definitely comes into more of um, more contention with with Cleary being out, so that is good for anyone who wants him. Lockie Elias, you got to lock him into your side, and I'll be playing him in round one in your top seventeen for sure. Damien Cook's also going to be a great option as well. We can you know, disperse that money into a Damien. Colin Matangi moves to the right-hand side. And just be aware, guys, that if you are looking at Arrow, a few people have been saying this recently, and it makes a lot of sense. You know, Colin Matangi was on that left, and he, was, he did score fairly well. Um, but a little bit hit and miss, but I suppose that you know, comes with the territory with him. Arrow's going to be a little bit more solid. You, know, you can expect a lot of scores somewhere in the 40 to 50 range. Hopefully, you know, the odd game, he scores a try. But just be aware that he's going to be used as a decoy a fair bit, um, especially when the trolls back. But you know Walker cutting cutting him out, going to the centers, or cutting him out, going to Johnson, um, and the fullback doing the same. So just be aware of that with Arrow. But he's going to be a really solid, consistent player that you won't have to worry about too much, especially up until Origin time. So keep that in mind for him. And on the interchange, that's the other issue. You got Havili that could can cover obviously um, the middle and 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 nine role. 
But you've got Cheekham who can cover a few spots, but he'll play a little bit of time through the middle. Not how much, I don't know. Tommy Burgess on the bench and also Jacob Host. So not too much to think about with that one. We obviously see Moale uh, in 18 jersey at this stage. So again, if there's some injuries along the way, then, then Davy could um, then Davy could be a spot. Uh, sorry, could get a spot, but at this stage, it doesn't look that way. Um, Isaiah Tass moves into the reserves as well, so he could be he could have an opportunity at some point when he gets back to full health to get back uh, to get into that back line. So that's those teams there. We'll move to our Saturday games in the afternoon. We've got the Roosters there, and, and Tedesco is going to be a great pick. He he you know gets that one jersey thankfully. So if you wanted to pick him, I'm I'm definitely not going to say no. I think he's going to have a great year and in a great team. Billy Smith gets the the centre role, so he's a very interesting one. Um, yeah, coming back from injury as well, the poor fella, the poor fella just gets too many of these. I don't know why my computer's being really slow today, but I'll let that load. Um, he gets that center role over Momorowski. So if you had Momorowski in your team, I think you gotta you got to move him on. He's not going to be goal-kicking, and he's going to be playing on, on, on the wing, which yeah, just really hurts his fantasy prospects, unfortunately. So I'd be kicking him out of your side. Sam Walker, it sounds like he's going to get the, the kicking duty. So if Adam Kieran's not there, which he's not... Um, yeah, he's not even in the top 17. Kieran's in the 22. So they need a goal kicker, and it looks like Sam Walker will be the man. So he becomes a little bit more interesting for sure. If they're going to be, if he's going to be kicking three to four goals a game, you'd hope that he's improved his percentage for sure, being just over 50%. But if he if he gets that role, he becomes your know, six points more valuable than he was before. So definitely my narrative around Walker not being able to play as well or just score as many points, right? He has to score over 40 points to have some value. Next to Kiri, I just didn't see it happening. But that extra sort of four to eight points that he's going to get per game definitely makes it a lot easier to get him over that forty marks. So if you're looking to pick him up, I'm not going to push you against. I push against him. Uh, you picking him at all? Um, yeah, go with your gut on that one. If you think he's going to just come out and dominate, yeah, even more than he did last year in a better side, then then I'd be quite happy with you picking him for sure. So that's Sammy. We get um, Connor Watson in the nine jersey. Remember, Verrills is going to be back in round two. So Watson will probably move to the 14 role instead of Drew Hutchison, Hutchison for example. So Hutchie gets that spot this game. Angus Crichton, I think, is going to be a solid option. Just remember, guys, when um, when once this video is done, I'm going to start going through all of the you know, relevant plays in this in a real detailed video. The cash cows, the the guns, and the mid-rangers. We'll do another big detailed video on all those guys just to help you out. So just be um, be waiting for that one over the next you know, 24 hours or something like that. Um, yeah, Crichton, I think, is going to be a great option. Tupanua, solid. Radley, also solid. Collins gets to start. He's going to have a good year eventually, but I'd expect him to have a slower start. Uh, in terms of the bench, not too much importance there. Fletcher Baker being a little bit cheaper. Nat Butcher, um, more of an option if he gets the starting role. And Takeaho, I'd be staying clear of him. At this stage of his career, I'd say, actually. Uh, we moved to the Knights, and this one came out a little bit earlier, which was cool. But yeah, KP at the back there. I just would be wary of him at the start. When you've got guys like Pap and Hines, I'd be selecting them over him. But he also has the ability to, to be a bit of a pod and, and do really well. So that's KP. In terms of the rest of their players, Clifford's going to be a solid option. I'll go through him in a little bit more detail in another video. But he, yeah, with Cleary going down, it's there's more chance that you can pick him up. Like, I think there's, yeah... Um, more chance of picking any of the, the, the halves out. But Clifford will be one of those guys. I'm probably going to stay clear of Clune with Clifford doing so much. I think that's probably a better idea. Randall looks like he should be playing bigger minutes. You know, 60 to 70 would probably be a good idea, and I think I'd be playing him in your side. We lose Daniel Saifidi for it looks like maybe about three weeks, so Jacob's going to be starting with David Clemmer. Frizz is always a solid option. Fitzgibbon gets that um, 
that edge role with Barnett on the bench. Kurt Mann gets the 13. So anywhere between, you know, anywhere over 50 minutes for Kurt, I'll be really happy with. You know, 55, 60 would be really nice and he'll have a fair bit of value um, with his dual position now that he's going to be named. Just remember that, guys. Anyone named in these positions round one uh, will be getting dual before Thursday's lockout. So you'll be able to change your team. Hopefully it'll be done tonight. I'm not exactly sure um, when exactly that'll be. Maybe today or tomorrow, but um, we'll see what happens with that one. In terms of their bench, we've got uh, Momosia and Leo Thompson. But again, with Day, uh, with Saifidi coming back in a few weeks, we'll have a look at these guys in um, in tomorrow's video. But yeah, probably not too much upside when you, you know, they could change any of these guys over. We you know, haven't seen too much of them over the preseason, so just be aware of that when you're looking at some of the cheaper bench guys. If we haven't heard too much about them, then it might be a scary one to pick in your side. All right, the 5.30 game you know, brings the Warriors and the Dragons. And... We look to their back line and nothing too much you know, out of the ordinary. We've got um, Viliami Valet and Rocco Berry in the centre. So we'll have a look at Valet tomorrow, but he's someone that just, you know, spark your interest. Have a look at him in um, in your apps that you're, that you're playing with. Have a look at him on the on the Fantasy app or on your desktop here and, and see what you think and see how he fits into your side. But it looks like he's earned that spot. You know, if you're looking at the players on the bench, we've, oh, sorry, in the reserves, you've got Pompey, for example, Jesse Arthur, so they're options, but they have um, missed out on a, on a starting spot. So it looks like you know anyone that's going to get the, this starting spot over some of those guys that have played a fair bit of first grade, then he's obviously doing all right. Rocco Berry, I think, it becomes more of a solid option without guys like Robert Jennings and stuff to pick from. Um, but we also have a few others like Penasini and stuff to talk about. So that dual position makes um, him really attractive for sure. All right, so we move along a little bit further. So SJ, I think he's going to do okay. Aiken, is, I think, is going to be a great a great bet. Um, Katoa looks like he might only get three to five rounds on the edge, and I'd say he moves back to the bench. Um, yeah, he probably plays the role over Sirenen, for example. Um, Josh Curran's going to be great on in 13 on the edge. It doesn't really matter for him. If you like him, I'd be ha- quite happy with you selecting him. And the bench, no one really of interest. Tavanga always goes pretty solidly. I wouldn't be looking to pick him up in your side pretty much at all this year unless he randomly got an 80-minute role, but I don't think that's going to happen. And on the dragon side, we see yeah the back line that we thought we would. We've got a moan. We've got Ramsey and Sully. So Ramsey's half an option at 280-odd K. Again, we'll uh, analyze him a little bit further. Hasn't had a lot of great scores, but he looks like he might have improved as a player. And in a team that's going to be fairly solid in general, I think he could be you know, half a decent option for sure. Um, yeah, Sully is going to be an up-and-down player. He's going to be fun to watch for sure. I love watching Lomax, as we note. Hopefully, he becomes a keeper at the end of uh, you know, some part of the year. If you want to start with any of them, I'm not going to push you away from it. Jack Bird gets the 11 jersey. So we don't see any um, Tarek Sims, which is a weird one. Hey, he doesn't, even, um, he doesn't even make it to the reserve, so I'm not exactly sure what the reason is there. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, he doesn't get that spot. No Jackson Ford either. So we've got Josefsky. Francis Molo, um, yeah, just as you play some edge, so can Kerr, for example, but you know, can both play some middle along with Molo, um, and Embi could play in any sort of role. I imagine he'd come on through the middle as well. So they have a bunch of those type of players. Aaron Woods gets the um, gets the start as well. So yeah, you can see DeBellin playing some big some big minutes, Sua and Bird. I don't know where you know the minutes are for these benchies. Obviously Blake Laurie and Woods will probably get you know that forty to forty five, fifty minutes each. Maybe McCullough gets a spell from Embi. I think that would probably be you know, pretty fair as to how to split those minutes. So um, Amon, I still think, is a decent option, but you know, just see how he fits your side with you know the bunch of guys that are out um, and also that extra option or two with, with Schiller and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, Billy Smith, let's have a look at him now. Let me get that up in a second. But we'll move to 
our, our Tigers in the Storm game, which is going to be very interesting. The, the back line for the Tigers is pretty well set. We've got Nofa, Luma, and Roberts in there. So Nofa, he always has an opportunity to score pretty well. I won't be touching him at all this year, I'm going to call it. Not at all. Um, Hastings a solid option if you'd like him. Our biggest one is obviously going to be Jake Simpkin, and we haven't spoken about him too much. I just think his price point's a little bit too high when... Yeah, you know, I don't think he's going to be playing 80 minutes. And you look at his scores from last year, which we'll, we'll go through in that bigger video. They just weren't too exciting. He's not someone that ran too much at dummy half. He'd have to do that to, to become more of an option. So I don't think that's going to happen. All right, Stefano and Tuolangi, they both make the start here. Um, you know, from the edge for Tuolangi and also in the, the front row for Stefano. With Tuolangi there, we do see Luke Garner on the bench. So I doubt Tuolangi gets the full game. That should be Lucy Leilua. Offhand Gowie won't play huge minutes either, so there's a fair few you know, minutes to go around. Tyrone Peachy gets the 14 role, which I don't think really changes too much. I think he probably plays 50 minutes anyway through the middle, whether he starts or on the bench. You know, think of what Connor Watson did last year, for example. So that's there. You've got um, Safarth Musgrove to go through the middle in terms of the forwards with Twal um, and Stefano. Lugano probably takes you know, 20 to 30 minutes from Tuolangi. I think if he gets 50-odd minutes, I think he's still you can still play him in your side, Kelma. And just be if um, the worry here is if Kana comes into the starting spot. But if Tuolangi plays really well, he's going to score well for your team and he should keep his spot. So just keep that in mind for you know, if you're picking him in your sides. I think at 3.13 or whatever he is, I think you can just do it um, and play him in that first week. And if he unfortunately doesn't, uh, if, if he switches to the bench, then you probably just don't play him in your side. Um, can keep him there or you can switch him for a cheapie elsewhere if you really wanted to. But I think um, I think he's going to get an opportunity at some point. He had a lot of talent, so I'd be keeping him in, in my side. All right, on the Storm side, we see Pap named at one, which is cool. He said, it seems, you know, you had a quick look on his Twitter, um, Instagram, whatever he said, and he was, you know, round one prep. So he looks like he's ready to go. Just keeping off that foot as much as he can. Just make sure it's ready, for example. Hopefully he's kicking goals. I, I doubt there's anyone else in this team that would. You know, Munster did when he played last year, but he's not in this side. So you expect Pap to be kicking from the start. Xavier Coates, I'm not going to you know, push anyone away from him. He could be a very much a boom or bust player. I just want to see, personally, him you know, doing a lot more work out of out of trouble. Uh, if he can get his average metres over 100 mark, uh, the odd couple of tackle breaks, and then add his you know, try scoring and stuff from there, then he's going to be really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to push you away from him either. Pap, I'll be probably selecting in my side, just with the upside that he has. Um, and we just love watching him play in that mullet flow. It's so long at the moment. It's beautiful. <laughs> Jerome Hughes is going to have a big game. He's going to have to control it. Nick Meany is probably going to be more of a running uh, running half, which is fine. They can they can handle that. He had a pretty nice um, couple of trial games, which is cool. Brandon Smith in the nine jersey. That'll be just for this game. Uh, probably split, split a little bit of time at nine and a little bit of time uh, at 13. We have Tyrone, Tyrone Wishart who did really well in the trials. He, he manages to nab a 14 roll. So he'll come on for Smithy, either to give him a rest or to move him to nine, um, and Smith to 13. So that's that. Um, expect some pretty big minutes from Kafusi and Bromwich, as per normal. Um, be interesting to see if um, Liero plays on an edge or if he plays through the middle. If he plays on an edge and spells a Kafusi or Bromwich, for example, I can see big minutes for Welch. Um, but yeah, you know, Nelson Asafi Solomona is going to play some good minutes through that middle as well. In the reserves, the only ones that really of note um, are Howarth, and yeah, I'd be keeping him out of your side for this point. Um, but yeah, in the forwards, I wouldn't you know, push you away from Smith, Welch. Josh King gets the, the 13 role, and it's an interesting one because when Grant comes back, when Munster comes back, 
the, the biggest one is Grant. Grant comes to nine. Smith goes to 13. King, uh, King goes to the bench, maybe, right? We see Jaden Nicarima. I'd probably see King go to replace Nicarima, and then they play a Wishart or something like that on the bench as like the utility anyway. So the, the main issue then is going to be how many minutes King gets. So he should get some decent minutes, but... Um, I suppose you can you can pick him up and and have a bit of a bit of a guess as to and a guess and hope like he should score decently first game like you definitely play him in your in your starting side your top seventeen but then what will um what will happen in in weeks following that will he you know, will he get thirty minutes will he get forty five you know we we kind of need him to get over forty I think for him to be worth it even at a, a you know a lower price price point in the low three hundred so. Just keep that in mind. You know, it might be interesting to hear a little bit more out of Bellamy the next couple of days for sure. All right, let's go finish off our last couple, guys. With the Eels, we see Penasini in the center, so I think you can lock him in if you'd like to. I'm probably pretty interested in picking him up against... Uh, they got a pretty nice run, so he should score well. Um, just definitely got so much talent, which is really cool. Dylan Brown and Mitch Moses are both good options. Just keep that clear. Gutho, I'm probably going to hold off on. Um, yeah, Spruking. Reed Mahoney or Marnie, I'm not exactly sure how to say it, but um, he's going to do well no matter what. He's sweet. Uh, got a nice kicking game and everything as well now to go along with his um, tri-scoring ability, his assisting. He's got it all, which is good. Madison in the middle, we got Brown coming back next week, so be aware of that. Um, where Madison plays following that is very interesting. So this bench I would steer clear of if you're you know, thinking about any of those guys. There's just a bunch of guys that can play weird minutes. We don't know what's going to happen with Brown next week, which of these four is going to, you know, fall off that list. So just keep that in mind. All right, on the Titans side, guys like Campbell are really cool. Um, Sexton, a lot of you know, bunch of people talking about him, even though he's a lower ownership. I'd be very interested to see what happens with him first game. So that's, you know, if you're owning him, you're, you're taking a punt that he is up to his 600-odd-K price tag um, and, and can hit over 50s every week. So if you can do that against the Eels, that'll be a great start, and a lot of people might pick him up. Um, but I'm personally going to stay away from that pod in in Sexton and um, yeah, play a little play a little bit differently from guys I think that it might be a little bit safer. Someone like a Dylan Brown I'm interested in, as you guys would know. Uh, Mitch Moses is also going to be really good too. So that's that. In terms of the other the rest of the back line, not too important to me. Aaron Clark looks like he'll get until that sixty minutes. They got Will Smith on the bench, for example. Isaac Leo I wouldn't be looking at touching. Both for more. We this is going to be the interesting one. So we have Jolliffe and Lasone who are going to cover Foda Waker and Isaac Liu. So they're going to split those minutes, right? And then you're going to have one of the back rowers, I'd say, missing a little bit of time. Unless they just go Fodder Waker, Isaac Liu, and Tino playing 45 to 50 minutes and guys like Lasone, Jolliffe, and Proctor use those minutes and you, you have 80 minutes from both for more and for feeder. I suppose there's also that option if one of those guys is pretty cooked, which is most likely for feeder when we've heard for more has... Um, a much better moto. He's, he's the fittest guy in the club, for example. There's every chance that they use him for 80 and maybe for feeder for 65, like they did last year, or you know, they spent he spent time off the bench, for example. Um, so with that, I can see you know for more having some upside for sure. If you're getting if he's getting 80 minutes, uh, I think over 70, I think he definitely has some upside. So if you're looking for someone a little bit cheaper in the edge position, then Bo could uh, fill that bill. Uh, but it'd be very interesting to see how that goes. But yeah, Kevin Proctor on the interchange. I think he could be a 30 to 40 minute guy at max. So that's that. Tino, I'm personally not going to touch. Um, you've got Greg Marzu as a solid um, backup as well. Plenty of actually decent players on this bench. You've got Herman Essay. 
Isan Masters didn't get his spot. Jared Wallace, Tanner Boyd, and Greg Marzu. So they've got some depth, which is really, really cool to see. Um, yeah, actually, interesting one, sorry, is, is Nathan Brown's in the 18 jersey, and there's every chance that he could come into this um, side at some point. So just be aware of that. All right. And the Cowboys and the Dogs here. This is our last one. This is our last one. So on the Cowboys side, we see Hamiso get a nice um, spot at number one, which we knew was going to happen. So he becomes a solid option center or wing fullback, uh, if you want him, for sure. Deering is the sixth role. So this is personally a little bit annoying to me that Drinkwater doesn't even get a utility role on the bench. Obviously, you know, Cotter is going to get that with Lolo getting uh, that 13 role. But um, yeah, Cotter, I put a line through his name at the moment. I don't see him getting anything over 50 minutes, which we need from him. McLean done Gilbert. I wouldn't be touching Gilbert on the bench either. Uh, you'd imagine either Nanai, Lukey don't get 80 minutes. Maybe they both get 60. Yeah, you got Dunn and Gilbert that can play some edge. Tamalolo is going to play yeah, big minutes, but yeah, big minutes might be 55 to 60. Cohen Hess and Tanoa Brown uh, are both going to see some spells for sure. <coughs> and when you haven't got a clear 80-minute guy on the edge, it sh- you know, should leave a decent amount of minutes for those four guys, but they are four forwards, so be aware that it, um, yeah, a bunch of these guys might get spelled. Nanai Luki, if you're interested in them, just be aware of that. Um, yeah, even Robson could get spelled a little bit for Cotter. For example, uh, yeah, I think I don't see many of these guys playing eighty. Let's be let's be fair with that. Sixty-five, seventy, probably a maximum. Maybe one of the edges plays the eighty. We don't know which one it's going to be. Nana had done it last year. Will he do it again on the back of no trials? That's my worry for Jeremiah there. But he could be a solid option at that cheap price point as well. And on the dog side, Brayden Burns gets the spot instead of Aaron Shook. Uh, Josh Adokar wouldn't be touching. Burton could be really solid if you want to use his you know, cheaper price. Play him in the halves position because we don't have Cleary. That could be a good one for you. He has that center position jewel as well. So keep that in mind. Uh, we see Bailey Beyond, Beyond Diodo, who's going to be pretty solid on the interchange. Um, but again, not really an option. Just a bit too expensive. Max King gets the spot, so I'm locking him in personally. If you look at their reserves, there's not too many guys that could take his spot. Siamana Fanai, maybe. Um, Joe Simpson, I wouldn't be touching. So, yeah, I think he's going to be sweet. Yeah, him and Chris Patolo are going to have a, a nice bit of impact off the interchange. I don't mind that little interchange punch there. Waddell has a bit of mongle about him, so that's cool to see for them. Uh, and their forward pack is nice. You see Hetherington on the edge. A bunch of people are thinking about him. I just can't do it. Him and Tavita, I'm just deciding to stay away from. And Jackson's going to play big minutes in the middle, so he'll be always be a solid option um, going forward. So that's the team list, guys. I hope that really helped you all out. If you are enjoying this, I'd appreciate it if you hit that subscribe button, hit the like. Uh, There's going to be a lot of videos, guys, coming out in the next couple of days. Just getting set up for round one. I'll be answering all your questions in the in the comments there. But just make sure before you do comment um, or ask me a question in Discord or on Facebook or anything like that, guys, just please go back and watch any of the videos that I've um, showed. I think I've pretty much covered everything. Obviously, you know, some individual questions is cool, but... Um, if there's something that you know, it could be answered in these videos, please um, watch them first. I'd really appreciate that just because I'll be bombarded over the next few days. But I do appreciate all the love and support. Best day of the year, Teamless. And I can't wait to just, you know, rip in and start completing my side properly, ready for you know, reveal on Thursday. So thanks, guys, for, for being here. And we'll catch you in the next one. I'll see you later. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.